Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We're back. We brought the Florida weather with us. <laughs> You're welcome, Minnesota. For one day, anyway. It's good to be here. Jason, Dan, drive time with the Russia in effect. When you have a great trip and that last leg just it's the worst, isn't it? Some of you follow me on Twitter. Uh noticed on Friday night that we are getting ready to leave Fort Myers around 9.30. Scheduled departure 9.30, which I'll be honest, always makes me nervous. And we had a great week, right? Beautiful resort, stayed at Margaritaville, had a great flight down. Sun Country took care of us, all good. Fantastic time at the ballpark. The Twins were great. Twins were terrific. It was could not have been a better week. Players were awesome. Everything going good. Until the end. So the flight's at 9.30, and then it's delayed to 10.30, and then it's delayed to 11.30, and then it's delayed to 12.30, and then you start doing the math and think like, "Uh uh-oh. Now, it wasn't the airline's fault. There was a baggage belt issue at Terminal 2 in Minneapolis in the morning. And so, you know, you try to be understanding, right? You're like, well, sure, yeah. Like, you know, if if the belt system that gets baggage from the check-in to, uh, you know, wherever they sort it and then they bring it out, you're like, all right, like this is, this is, uh, if you're doing it all by hand, it's going to mess everything up, and it did. And so, you know, if you're an hour or two hours late on the front end, then everybody's going to get delayed, so fine. You're like, whatever, it's fine. So they load us on the plane, finally, at 12.30 in the morning, and you hear the pilot say, well, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, we're running up against the crew time limitation. So for good reasons. I mean, you don't want your pilots flying all day, all night. So you're like, all right. He's like, we'll see what happens. And you're like, we'll see what happens. That's <laughs> what? Because they're loading the yeah. uh, Dan Cook's. Enormous. You Dan know, brought such a uh, robust wardrobe. What's the matter with you? There's this giant That's suitcase. not what happened. So, and then it was raining, and you're like, well, we don't have a chance. Now, like, downpour, these poor... You know, as we're trying to load the bags, they're trying to empty one of the lavatories, and apparently there was some issue there. The grounds yeah. crew was a skeleton of what they should have been, and the pilot's basically saying, we're, yeah. like, a, literally a couple of minutes from timing out. I'm not going to sugarcoat this with you. We're going to try to back this up, but it may not happen. And then it didn't. Longest delay you've ever faced when you're traveling, 651-461-9226. I want to hear your travel stories. Because, you know, Dan and I don't fly that often. We really don't. Like how how in an average year you fly how many times? Once. Yeah, with me. Isn't that nice? That's how it goes. That's yeah. really special. Yeah. It is. I probably, I go more than that, but not that often. And so 
like once it was a failure and then they, you know, we, we all had to leave the plane and you go into this empty airport that doesn't have a hotel on the airport nope. property. And you're like, what do we do? <laughs> and there's like one person there to ask, right? And she's like, I don't know. You're going to get an email. You're gonna like, I got to get an email. Yep. Like, can't somebody tell me what to do? Where's the bus to pick me up and take me somewhere? I don't know what to do. And so we sat there. And everyone on the flight is coming up to me saying, what are you going to say about this on the radio on Monday? Because <laughs> all the thoughts go through your head, right? You're like, well, why don't we just cancel this thing? Four hours ago, it was pretty obvious which direction this deal was going. Should have just called it. Now, in retrospect, I'm glad they just delayed it. Because then the next day, we got on a flight in the afternoon, the exact same plane, yeah. the exact same seat, and off we went. The exact same passengers. I mean, it was just, they just literally moved the flight to the next right. day. You know, some, way easier than 17 like. 17 hours later, or whatever it was. Yeah, way easier than like the Hunger Games trying to figure out like how do I better be the first one on the phone to get that first, yeah. that last open seat on the 9 a.m. flight. Yeah. So, so it was okay. But like, we didn't really know what was going on. Wait for an email. You're like, I mean, not to go old man on the bit, but there was a time. When there would be a person in my day who would tell you, like, yeah. here is your voucher. Right. Here is your hotel. But technology has improved everything, right? So we get an email at about 2.30 in the morning that Ooh. says, click on this link, yeah. and it will automatically take you into this web of systems that are yeah. connected to all the hotels. Go pick your hotel. Computer systems. Great. The problem is that at 2.30 in the morning, all those hotel computer systems are in their night audit mode, and they're not accepting any new yeah. people. Whatever, and so that link. Whatever, yeah. Was basically useless. useless, yeah. But we had a great. But we didn't know that till we, about three in the morning. Yeah, and if you've never stayed at a at a Days Inn motel in a sketchy part of town, and I say this because someone while we were checking in, of course the door to the lobby was locked, and we were checking in through an open window. While we were checking in, some guy comes walk. It's again, it's four forty-five in the morning. Some guy comes walking up, walks directly by us, pulls up about 10 feet from us yeah. at the edge of the building, staring across the street, mm-hmm. stands there for like three or four minutes. About that. Turns around and walks back into the darkness. Yes. And you're like. I got a bit of a smile and a nod at, from him as mm, he came up. Exactly what a killer put, would give me you. right at ease. I was yeah. Fine. Oh yeah. I like. <laughs> what is this man doing? And then as we walk back to our room, you think, which one of these cars is he going to jump out yeah. from behind? To be fair, you know this. Did you describe the portion of town we were in with this day's in as I was taking a phone call there? Mm. Did you? I'm asking you. Uh not okay. So I can describe it right. Across the street from this day's in mm-hmm. was pawn shop, rent a center, yep. and as I do scare quotes, foot massage place. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, that's the part of Fort Myers we were in. It's not all the beaches and the islands, nope. my friends. John is in Minneapolis on the CCO talk and text line six five one four six one nine two two six. Hey John. All right, Jason. Here's my story about twelve years ago. I had to fly in a, a September, beautiful fall day on a Sunday to Center Valley, Pennsylvania, through Chicago for a work meeting. 
We pushed off on time, and we proceeded to sit three hours on the tarmac. I kid you not, oh, and no. that just drives you nuts. Yes. We finally, we finally took off, and as we approached Chicago, that was the connecting city, we circled the city for an hour because there was a terrible thunderstorm, and we eventually were diverted to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, for the night, where when we got there, the pilot said we're clocking out you know, for the night, so we had to scramble for a hotel. By the time I caught the earliest flight I could get the next day for Chicago on a Monday, I got in about 4.30, and the last flight had left for Center Valley, Pennsylvania. So there was no hotel rooms for at least 100 miles around O'Hare. I had to sleep in the airport and caught my plane to Center Valley on Tuesday morning at 6.30. When I got to the meeting, my, when I got to the airport in Center Valley, my bag was lost. It wasn't on that plane. So I had to have the taxi guy take me to the drugstore. And, you know, but I come right. into the meeting, you know, with my blue jeans on, and people are you know, my manager knew, but people are looking at me like, you know, a day and a half late, what are you doing? Right. You know? Why, what, you know? Oh. And I, I'm not kidding you. I was sleeping on the airport floor that Monday night yeah. in O'Hare, and it was like, Unbelievable. So that's my story. It's not great. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Adam in Robbinsdale. Hey, Adam. You know, first thought when I heard your um, interview with Nikki Haley, I'm like, they're going to let that commie interview <laughs> Nikki Haley? <laughs> I mean, yeah. what's her camp doing? Anyways, right. Right. I used to travel every single week. So I, I used to travel every single week. So I have a ton of them. But the most epic one is actually not work related. My wife and I were flying out to New York. She's a huge Kenny Chesney fan. And so we're going to, I think our flight was arrived around nine. But we like to get there, you know, a couple hours early, not because we need to get there early. It's because we like to have a couple of mimosas or something like that before we board the plane. Right. So all of a sudden, three hour delay immediately. And then we get on the plane, told to get off the plane, two hour more delay. Oof. And then. We got back on the plane again, got back off the plane again, because oh, there's no. like these little windows. But I got to tell you, there's nothing more entertaining than sitting in a bar for 15 hours with people from New Jersey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because some of them are losing their minds. Some right. of them are just at a point two. Oh, right. For for as bad of an experience it was, it, at least we were entertained. Yes. I will say, like, on our flight, we had quite a variety of reactions from tolerant to people who, uh, frankly, I expected them to be calling right now. They were so fired up and angry about the way this all went down. Adam, thank you. Let, let's uh, let's take a break. Lots of text. Matt, stay on the line. Your call, welcome to 651-461-9226. It's Monday on Drive Time. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Talking about those travel delays. You know, I think it's part of the system today. It's just so different, right? Airlines are running more leanly. We enjoy those low prices, and part of the part of the deal is is the delay. One of our texters at 651-461-9226 says the longest travel delay was five days. <clears throat> oh my goodness. 
Three in France because of an air traffic controller's strike. Imagine that, a strike, a worker's strike in France. Three days, followed by two days in Atlanta and Cincinnati. Oh, my goodness. The Delta person in Atlanta scolded us for being discouraged. She said, it took Christopher Columbus much longer to reach America. You know, sometimes when you're trying to be funny, you just miss. (laughs) Sometimes you swing and you you just miss. Her supervisor heard her and got us a hotel room. We'd been awake for 36 hours. Yeah, your sense of humor at that. No. It's not happening. Matt is in a car at 651-461-9226. Matt, five days makes our our little, you know, uh, 16-hour delay look look like nothing. I certainly don't have the the (laughs) five-day thing, but I also have a horror story in Atlanta. Uh, The wife and I took a trip to uh, Jamaica, and it was delayed, oh, an hour or two um, to get from Jamaica to Atlanta, or, yeah, Jamaica to Atlanta. And by the time we got to Atlanta, there was a huge storm, and we had a connecting flight in Atlanta to get back to Minneapolis, and there was tornadoes all around, like several. So we're having to drive around like a super circle around the Atlanta airport for a couple hours um, in the air in tornadic weather. I mean, to the point where people were praying out loud in the plane, and uh, it was pretty interesting. So we finally land... We finally land, and, of course, the airport was evacuated. First time in history that the Atlanta airport had had to close. Wow. So we land, and, you know, we're, you know, we're like just, you know, we're like a half mile away from the main terminal. So we have to walk. I mean, there's no light rail. There's no nothing working. We get back. There's no one there. I mean, it's ghost town, you know. So we have to wait for everybody to get there to unload luggage, do this, do that. Finally, you know, I, you know, we've all seen the horror stories of people camping out for days on, you know, right. on the floor. Right. I'm like, hey, I am not sleeping on the floor of the <laughs> airport, you know. And uh, so, so, so at least, you know, when the people filed back after an hour or two or whatever, um, they got us up in a hotel. We get to the hotel, of course, we're on this transport bus, and um, there was a TGI Fridays that was going to to close and i told my wife i said hey before i check in why don't you run over there and tell them what the situation is here because there's probably about 60 people that would probably like to have a drink or two right and uh so so they stayed open late for us they were super gracious it was great um bummer was the next day we we get on have to go back to o'hare didn't have a straight flight so then we you know wasted several hours going to o'hare and get back and um yeah i mean it it uh it ended up being okay, but, uh, you know, just another adventure, I guess. You, you sort of plan for it now, right? Like, I was grateful that our scenario happened on a Friday night. I almost never yeah. try to travel, like, on a Sunday if I got to be back at work on a yeah. Monday. I try to leave a buffer yeah, and, day because you just expect it. Yes, and we and we had young kids at the time, and thank God we had, uh, you know, grandparents around that, yeah. could, that could bail us out there. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, we after after that excursion, we have officially hung up connecting flights. We no longer they don't exist <laughs> yeah. to us anymore. Yes, I'm with you on that. We that's one of those things where you're yeah. like, I'll pay more. I'm not. I'm not doing a yeah yeah, yeah. the two three hundred dollars savings out the door. Correct, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Very good. Thanks for calling, Matt. We appreciate it. Three twenty six here on CCO. Longest layover was at the Buffalo train station. Six hours until the next train to Toronto. 
I finally said, screw it, and went to New York City instead. Like, at a certain point, you got to just, like, forget it. Forget it. How about this? This texture was at the London Gatwick Airport when the London bombs happened in the underground. Oh. Oh. So all of the TVs at the airport were required to be off, the texture said. You know, they went to full-on security lockdown. Sure. The flight was infinitely delayed. They had to check all their carry-on items. They just got to carry a court Ziploc bag, no exceptions. Wow. Like, whoa, that's, that's pretty intense. The sleeping on the airport floor, like we were sort of, we were, the, the lesson, there were a couple things that like for me were lessons because yes. and my wife, the next day, of course, she was sleeping when this happened. And my wife, who travels more than I do, was like, you're an idiot. Like, why didn't you immediately call to make a hotel reservation? I was like, well, they said, like, you were going to get an email. She's like, who cares? Like, j- like it's 150 bucks. Like, go, go get a night's sleep. I was like, she's like, it's the company money. You were traveling on business. Like, what are you delaying for? I'm like, I, I, you know, I was too trusting, too trusting. It happens. It happens. It is a, it is part of our travel system today. And in the moment, you're so frustrated. And the people, you know, the people are, are doing their best. The crew is doing their best. Like everybody's trying to take care of you, but you know. But we learned, right? Make the make the hotel reservation right yep. away. Just do it. Don't wait for the email. If though. they reimburse you, they reimburse you. If they don't, they don't. But don't wait around. If you are over the age of thirty five, you do not need to be sleeping on an airport no, floor. Absolutely not. <laughs> Just it's no, a no. That was a no. It's I a did, no. for the record, uh, suggest at one point, and this is probably somewhere in the three o'clock a.m. hour. So you know, take that into account yep. that we rent a car and just go buddy road. Trip. You did. <laughs> On the bit and just drive yeah. back. Yeah. I feel that would have been an epic story. It would have been a good story, but I do feel still confident in my decision to go with a no. No, 100%. You were yeah. right. Yeah. It's just a question of how many miles we would have made it before you would have opened the door and either flung yourself out or me. <laughs> now, one of the two. Now, this texter was flying from Minneapolis to New Hampshire to celebrate her parents' anniversary with a three year old and an eight month old mm. and her husband. And she, uh, Ended up, so so they were like all delayed. It was all, uh, they made it to Chicago where their flight was delayed for a bunch of hours. They had to, you know, got on, got off the whole bit. No hotels, no rental cars. They slept in Chicago. Then they had a friend, you know, they missed it. They were like, we yeah. can't, we're not going to New Hampshire. So they had a friend in Chicago drive them back to Minneapolis. And to make it even better, our friend's car died on the highway. Ooh. On the <laughs> Just sometimes like when it starts falling apart, it yeah. really just it keeps really falling just, apart. Yeah. There is a move to, to solve one of the most frustrating issues uh, of our time. It's a first world problem for sure. But those service fees that you see on rental cars and hotels and oh, at restaurants, do I hear about that? There's a legislator who wants to just outlaw the fees. What do you think? We'll hear from that state legislator in just a minute here on Drive Time. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.